Welcome to another episode of A Soap Maker's Tale. I'm your host, Zakia Ringold of LiveSoapSchool.com. And this podcast is for makers and would-be makers alike. Listen in and get inspired with lessons learned building a handmade business. This week, we get to sit down with Scott Elgard of Soap Agogo. Now, I got a chance to meet Scott in person at the annual conference in Kansas City. Now, Scott and I are both members of the New Jersey chapter. So when you get a chance to meet somebody that you see them post online and you kind of interact in groups, it's pretty exciting when you get to meet them in person. And Scott was just as warm in person as he comes across online. Now, in this week's episode, he shares his getting started story, how he found soap making, his commitment to learning, and how he stays motivated. I'm really excited to have him. Welcome, Scott. Can you go ahead and introduce yourself to the listener? Hello, my name is Scott Elgart, and my company is Soapagogo, and we are located in Ewing, New Jersey by the Delaware River. And I think my favorite product to make would probably be bath bombs. So as the title of the podcast implies, this is all about a maker's tale. And every maker has a getting started story. So could you tell us, how did you get started with your handmade business? Back in 2012, um, I was on YouTube watching various videos going from one thing to the next to the next. Um, and came across something that was entitled Make Your Own Soap at Home or something like that. And I was really intrigued and very skeptical. I'd never heard of such a thing. And I thought, well, this is just kind of crazy. But I watched it and uh, I was really intrigued and find it fascinating that you can take these raw ingredients and make a completely new substance that's actually useful for people too. So I eventually ordered a kit online that included uh, mold and um, all the oils I needed and sodium hydroxide. And it was a calendula infused soap, um, supposedly a beginner course, but I don't know. I thought it was a little more advanced than that. Um, but I followed every direction, everything to the letter. And uh, it came out really good. Um, the only problem is I didn't have any understanding of what I just did. Um, and I knew at that point I could only ever make other people's soap. And so I kind of lost interest in it in a while after a while. Um, and then a few years later, I was um, encouraged to pick it back up again. And I finally did. And the process and the chemistry behind it suddenly started to make sense to me. And once I had that, and I had that, that freedom and knowledge to create my own formulas, I was unstoppable. And like most makers, I became totally addicted. The good old YouTube. That's also how I found um, soap making. I was looking for natural oils to put in our hair and I stumbled across a video that said natural oils to make soap. And before that, like you, I, I never even considered making soap. I just assumed that it was something you brought in a store. And 
I couldn't look away. So I definitely understand that. And you you started making that um, conversation about the kit that you had and having that awareness of you really needed to understand the process and the science behind it so that you weren't locked into other people's formulas. And I think that's a really good thing to call out. And I'm so glad that you became unstoppable. So when you think back to that moment of becoming unstoppable, how did you know that you were ready to start your business? Everyone in my family and all my friends kept saying, you should go into business with this. And I was pretty dead set against it because my fear was that if I did this as a job, I would start to resent it. But if I wanted to keep doing it and I wanted to make more, I needed a way of supporting it. So I decided to take the leap and started my business in late 2018. And what I realized through doing this over time is that if you're really passionate about what you do and you love what you do, you feel like you've never worked a day in your life. Family and friends can definitely be some of the biggest supporters that push us into the the business realm of our hobby. And I'm glad you took stock of that. Well, hey, if I, I change it into a business, maybe that would eliminate the passion from it. So as you got started in the business, what kind of challenges did you face as you were beginning? I sweated every decision I had to make when I started this business um, because I had no idea what I was doing. I had never started a business or run one ever. Um, and there were definite mistakes I would make. Um, and pricing was definitely um, baffling to me. I had some very basic knowledge of how you should price your products, but there's so much more to it that I wasn't considering at first. So I wasn't really tracking my time correctly. I wasn't um, thinking about every piece of the making, packaging, selling process. I think you just said something really pivotal there. And you were honest with yourself. You had no idea what was going on, what you were doing. You hadn't done it before. So there was a huge learning curve and pricing for many people still remains a challenge. Um, Keeping track of time. So I'm glad you pointed out some of those so others can hear themselves in that. And um, what did you do to overcome some of those challenges or maybe even are still working through? I feel really lucky to be part of a community that is so supportive and generous with their knowledge So anytime I ran into any issues or I didn't understand something or how to do something, um, I I would post it in one of the many Facebook groups I'm a member of and get such great feedback and guidance from those who already did know and already um, had those experiences. So that really helped a tremendous amount. Um, And then also, Um, whenever I could, I would spend time learning and I still do that. Um, lots of learning and research on everything I do, uh, regarding this business, whether it's the making or the, you know, behind the scenes kind of stuff. Um, I knew that it was really important to continue learning and I still believe that's, you know, an absolute must for myself and for other makers. 
So it sounds like you created your own personal learning network, if you will, with the Facebook groups and your peers of other makers who have been there, done that, have the t-shirt and the hat to match to share their experiences and their knowledge, which is wonderful. But I think what you said just now is so pivotal, that lifelong learning that we all need to undertake as hobbyists, business owners, makers, there's always something more to learn. And the fact that you've embedded that in what it is that you're doing and how you're continuing to grow is something that we all need to hear and remember, and most importantly, apply. And what would you say is something that keeps you motivated to keep going in business when things aren't going so well? I really believe passion is the true motivator to keep you doing what you love doing, even when things go horribly wrong. And they have. And they kind of felt like a kick in the gut at that time. Um, but I learned to just step away for a moment and breathe and accept the situation and move on and keep doing it because I love it. So yeah, you can definitely have those kick in the gut moments or the what in the world just happened kind of things. Uh, but on the flip side of that, there's those things that light you up or keep you motivated. So whether that be with customers or just lessons learned in your business, what are those things that really keep you going? To me, there is nothing better than when a customer goes out of their way to tell you how much they love your products. Um, like I said before, you know, this is something very personable to me. It's, um, you know, it, it really comes from my soul. And when somebody appreciates it and loves it as much as I do, I can't tell you how heartwarming it is. Um, and it feels so great and it makes me want to do even more. So if you think back again to when you first got started or just your lessons learned, what is one piece of advice you have for newbies? Like if you had a crystal ball and it gave you the opportunity to say, if I only knew then what I know now, this is what I would have done differently or what I would have done more of, what is that advice that you would have for a newbie thinking of starting their own handmade business? I think there are two important things to know. And the first one is, you don't have to know everything and you're not going to know everything, but always make a commitment to keep learning and to keep pushing yourself, you know, even just a little bit at a time. Um, and I think whatever you make will, will come out great and people will pick up on that. And the second thing I would say is never compare yourself or your work to another maker's work. Um, as long as you are putting everything into what you do, that's all that really matters. I'm going to echo that, Scott. Keep moving forward and avoid the comparison trap. Now, before I let you go, I always like to get any piece of advice or anything else that you would like to add before we close out. Is there a question I forgot to ask or a piece of advice? that you have for others that are either considering starting this journey or are well along on the path, what would you have to share with them? I would say never stop learning and never stop keeping your mind open to new experiences and trying new things. 
you'd be amazed what you learn about yourself when you do that and be supportive of each other and other makers, you know, who are also taking this journey. It's a real amazing support system out there and you can contribute to it too. Thank you for sharing your insight, Scott. Where can people find you, whether that be online or local events? If someone wants to connect or get your products or just add you to their network, how can they find you? You can find Sopagogo at sopagogo.com. And we are very active on Instagram. And our handle is soap underscore a underscore gogo, as well as on Facebook at, at Sopagogo. And we do several shows and festivals during the spring, early summer, and fall. Um, On our news and events page on the website, you can find all the shows we're doing and where we'll be next. Well, that's it for this week's episode of A Maker's Tale. I'd really like to give a special thank you to Scott for taking the time to share his insight, his wisdom, maybe some tips that you can take. One thing that I'm really taking away from this interview in particular is the importance of continuing to learn. There is always, always, always something to learn and then also staying motivated in business. So Scott, thank you, thank you, thank you. Links to Scott's website, Facebook, and Instagram, as well as our picture from the SOAP conference will be on the show notes at livesoapschool.com. I'm your host, Zakia Ringold of livesoapschool.com, reminding you to go out and create something amazing. Thanks for listening.